Freakers, Tweakers, Thrill Freakin' Seekers, welcome back to another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of Freakin' Our Weekend Review on W-A-Y-O-L-B Freakin' Rochester, also on Freakin' Apple Freakin' Podcasts, Freakin' Google Freakin' Pray, and Freakin' Spotify, and Sound Freakin' Cloud if anybody freakin' wants to know. Weakers, Tweakers, Thrill Seekers, my name is Taylor Lofton, and with me as always to my freaking left is freaking Sandy the same man Farkas. And then coming all the way via freaking satellite freaking New York from his freaking home, Doug freaking the slug freaking Jordan, Weakers, Tweakers, Thrill Seekers, and the freaking panel start your freaking engines. This is our weekend freaking review. Weakers, Tweakers, Thrill Freaking Seekers, it has been one week. Since we last spoke, and geez louise, down on my knees, an eventful week it freaking was. All the stars were out, shining above us, looming, as it were. And geez louise, down on my knees, there was a darkness on the edge of town, and it crept into one of our houses, and it engulfed one of our relatives and sunk him to the bottom of the sea like a stone. And we'll get into that in just a little bit, but before we do, geez louise, down on my knees, Doug Jordan, how you doing, how you been, and how freaking ho- are you? Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not doing too good. Uh, my grandfather passed away, uh, this past week. So, uh, I've been, been going through that, uh, little upset. Everybody in the household's a little upset. Uh, uh, I'm upset. So I'm not too, I'm not doing too good. For weakers and tweakers who may have freaking guessed it, that's what I was talking about at the beginning of the show, the darkness that sunk one of our family members down to the bottom of the sea like a stone. When is the funeral and am I invited? Uh, Doug Jordan, the floor is yours. Uh, the, f- the funeral is going to be uh, on this this Thursday. Uh, I, I guess you could come since you, we would talk about him on the radio a lot, but uh, but please be respectful. Yeah. Well, Sandy and I were speaking earlier, and we wanted to offer our services as freaking pallbearers. I mean, we got, we kind of already got that covered, but if you want to just come to the service and, you know, hang out, uh, enjoy the the service. I'm probably going to be pretty freaking busy that day. No. Well, Sandy and I, as it stands, we are offering our love, support, and our thoughts and prayers to you, Doug Jordan, and your entire family. Doug Jr., Mrs. Jordan and her two girls that hang off of her chest, beautiful and large as they are. And we'd like to say our personal condolences to both of them and Doug and your wife, obviously. Uh, that was a little inappropriate, but uh, thank you uh, for your condolences. We, yeah. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, geez Louise down on my knees, what took the old bastard down? Uh... Uh, it's inconclusive at this point, but uh, it, it just, oh, I think old age, you know, he was, he was up there. Uh, he was, he had dementia pretty bad. Uh, so I think, I think he went freaking peacefully. Uh, I can hope, but uh, you know, we don't know yet. We're not going to do an, an autopsy or anything. I, I just think he died because he was old. He offed himself. He finally took his, what little life he had left into his own hands. And he said, by God, I'm not going out the way of the freaking dodo. I'm taking myself down. I'm going to go down in freaking flames. And I'm taking, I'm taking this whole freaking old folks home with me. Yeah. God bless him. Yeah. None of that happened. Uh, and I, I don't, I don't know if you're just, if you just think when everybody dies, they off themselves or, or if you're just confused about that or. Cause I think confused. he just died. Yeah. Uh, maybe confused or maybe I've seen a thing or two in my freaking time. And uh, from experiences, pretty much everybody I know that's dead is has freaking off themselves. Yeah, God bless them. And and Grandpa freaking Jordan joins the ranks of of of, of all the people I've known that have, have done them to themselves. And on a personal freaking note, geez louise, down on my knees, I had a freaking countdown going, Doug Jordan, and I was marking off the days on a calendar. One more day with Doug's grandpa. Uh, uh, that's a little strange, you know, because I don't think you ever really met him. You, we just talked about him on the radio. I love the poor man. And that's why I always tried to influence you to do the thing that must be done. And finally, he said, if Doug's not doing it, I'm taking it into my own hands and doing it myself. And God bless him. We celebrate him today on this show. This episode is, is going out to Doug's grandpa. Old Doug's grandpa, Jordan. But. Uh, yeah, thank you for dedicating the show to in his honor. Well, enough with the dribble and freaking drab of freaking Doug Jordan's freaking life. Sandy the Sandman Farkas, how you doing? How you been? And how freaking 
are you? Uh, yeah. Uh, thank you. Um, thank you for freaking asking. I'm freaking is a freaking Dickens, um, uh, so to speak. Uh, yeah. Uh, did you ask? What was? Did you ask another question? Uh, how was your week? How you freaking doing? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm freaking is a freaking Dickens. Uh, everything has been going well, although uh, uh, all is not well, obviously, at the freaking Doug Jordan freaking homestead. Uh, things have been, uh, things are a little, uh, sad, uh, morose, mm, sad, mor- morose, what is the hell am I trying to say right now? Bleak. Bleak. And Doug, and Doug, and I'm, and I'm in a freaking good mood, uh, recently, because I feel like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a free man, uh, once again. And Doug is just freaking sucking the energy out of me, I gotta tell you, so. Yeah. Yeah. For weakers and tweakers, Sandy the Sandman Farkas is living in Doug Jordan's garage. And now that the house is shattered in the bleakness of death, the aftermath of a long and tired life finally come to an end, it is casting a shadow on the sunny day that freaking Sandy the Sandman Farkas is trying to have with his bottle of freaking brown. Yeah, well, yeah, I, uh, a few, few freaking nights ago as well, I, uh, I must have been freaking dreaming, but I didn't feel like I was asleep. Uh, it was, I was I drank quite a few bottles of freaking brown. And uh, and I was laying there, uh, freaking playing with myself a little bit. Uh, and, a vi- and a vision freaking came to me. And I've been having a lot of freaking visions lately. Uh, but this one was this one just about freaking knocked my socks off. Almost freaking knocked the sock off my freaking Johnson while I was freaking playing with myself as well. But God bless you. I held on freaking very freaking tight. Uh, yeah. And so uh, I, I I saw a vision. Uh, 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 someone came to me, an old an old withered man with a long long beard. Uh, Maybe he was, who knows, maybe he was even freaking the ghost of freaking yet to be dead freaking Grandpa Jordan. Yeah. And he showed me, and he showed me the way, and he, he, he was showing me down a freaking path. And I followed, I followed him down a freaking path into a freaking, into a freaking glistening freaking field. And he said, if you build it, they will come. And, and, I, and I took that as, you know, I was freaking playing with myself. I thought that's what freaking this, this old freaking mystical freaking pervert was trying to get to, get at. Trying to get you to finish, trying yeah. Trying to get me to freaking make freaking mess. <clears throat> Anyway, Doug uh, has been freaking nice enough to uh, allow me into his freaking tool shed, and uh, and and I'm not quite sure what I'm freaking building, but but I'm going for it. So you're building something. It's, Someone yeah, it's going really well. What is, what is, what are you building? Uh, it's not it, it's not as freaking simple. I wish I I I honest to God, freaking wish it were that freaking simple. So you have the plans of something in your brain. But you don't know what that something is that the plans are made for. I wouldn't call it a freaking plan. I have no freaking blueprint. Uh, I had a, like I, I believe I mentioned a moment ago, I had a freaking vision, a vision, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. So is this thing made out of wood? There's some, um, there's freaking wood elements to it, yeah. A little bit of wood. I'm not really sure exactly what I'm freaking listening to here, but it, it sounds amazing, and I'd love to help. Yeah, well, you, you know, Doug already tried to help, and I had to tell him, and it was it was one of the days he was really, really freaking down on the dumps and freaking moping about. He said, you know, can I help, can I give you a hand? And I said, Doug, you need to get the f- away from me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, please, right now. And he was said, I really just wouldn't love to freaking have somebody to freaking distract myself uh, because you know his freaking grandpa is dead and. Uh, and I said, Doug, you need, this has nothing to freaking do with you. Thank you for letting me use your tools, but please get away from me. So, Doug, you've seen the object Sandy is starting to build. Would you say that it's load-bearing? Uh, it, uh, it, it could be. And just to clar- clarify a little bit, when I was asking uh, to help you with it, I was asking for you to please stop because it was about midnight and you were hammering away and using all the freaking tools. And I, and I said, can you, can I help you? And, and you said, no, get away from me. And I said, well, then can you please freaking stop? Because it's, it's late at night and I'm trying to go to bed. I was drunk too. It was absolutely freaking hilarious. This reminds me of a story. It's called freaking Noah's Ark. And it's starring freaking a man named Noah and his friend named Ark. And they build a boat and they put all of their freaking loved ones on it. And all of their loved ones have sex with each other and guess the worst freaking part they're all family members and i have a theory that might be why we only use about 15 percent of our freaking brain is because we've been inbred starting with noah and his brothers and sisters that he made love to and his son yeah god bless him and he bought a brunch at freaking animals and he ate all of them and they were delicious barbecued them all right on the freaking boat Either way, weakers, tweakers, thrill seekers, we got a great freaking show. But before we get onto that, I gotta tell you about my freaking week. First of all, I have been in a world of freaking agony dealing with Larry 2. Larry the second cometh. 
that lives in my freaking group home. The old man Larry, not the Larry that is naked in a field somewhere searching for his lost clock and also trying to exact revenge on freaking Sandy the Sandman Farkas. No, not that one. That one is absolutely freaking hilarious and insane. They're both insane. But Larry, too, is becoming a grumpy, grumbling old freaking man. And he is very freaking stinzy. And he takes, he when we have freaking coloring book sessions, he hogs all of the freaking crayons. And when we play freaking bingo, he hogs all of the freaking bingo blotters. And he freaking hogs all of the freaking food that I freaking make for myself. And I have decided... And I'm trying to get freaking Arnold on board, but he won't say a word, obviously, because he's a freaking mute. But he also won't even respond because he's so freaking upset that Larry One is still missing. And I've tried to recruit Arnold to get rid of Larry. It's time for him to go. But how do you get rid of a man who has been... He's not really a man, he's a but a who has been remitted to living in a group home for the criminally insane. Doug Jordan, do you know the answer? Uh, well, I don't think I don't think you can really get rid of him. I think he's got to he's got to freaking stay there. Prove that he is not insane. That he is of sound mind and body, fit to stand trial. At which point, if he is fit to stand trial, he will be freaking executed. And those freaking lightning bolts that are always rumbling underneath the ground will be summoned up and into his brain. And they'll only need to use about half the freaking voltage, Doug Jordan, because he is not a big man. I'm sure they would set the machine to child or infant. So that's what my new freaking plan is. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but geez Louise down on my knees. I freaking, I know where there's a freaking will. There's a freaking way. So Larry too, uh, I'm coming for you and we're going to put you on blast all freaking episode. And I'm coming for you when I get freaking home back to the freaking group home. The other thing that I freaking did last week was I freaking visited Doug Gordon at the freaking jail. Now, Weakers and Tweakers may remember last week we spoke of this. Doug Gordon was framed for the freaking murder of Sandy the Sandman freaking Farkas. And geez Louise, down at my knees, I wanted to go and give him my freaking condolences because as horrible as of a man he actually is, I always kind of freaking liked him. It's hilarious. Absolutely freaking hilarious. And geez Louise, down on my knees, he is not a freaking happy camper down there at the freaking county jail waiting to be sent upstate. That's right, the slammer. And so, geez Louise, down on my knees, I had a sit-down conversation with him in a freaking booth, a big thing of mesh glass between us, and we are on telephones. And I said, what the freaking heck is the number? I don't know what number it is. There's not a freaking dial on there. And the guard tells me, just pick up the phone and speak. And I said, listen, Doug Gordon, I know you didn't freaking do it. I know freaking Sandy, the same man, Farkas, was kidnapped by two men. They put a freaking apple in his mouth and a carrot in his freaking rear. And they lit his toesies on fire with little bits of freaking cotton between them. Jeez Louise, down on my knees, if I can find those freaking men, then you will be set free. Back to your old hilarious freaking hijinks, and those men will be in your place waiting their execution day. And I said, the only thing is, I need your freaking help. Will you freaking help me? And he said, absolutely, though he didn't know how he could. And I said, well, you're going to have to get some freaking books on the law. And you're also going to have to maybe use the internet to try to find these guys because all I know is that they have a penchant for carrying around apples and carrots and cotton and fire. And then at that point, he said something along the lines of, get out of here, you're wasting my time. I'm so sick of you guys. I'm so sick of the trouble that you've gotten me in. This is the second time. Jeez Louise down on my knees. And I said, God bless you, and we'll be in contact. And I left. And Sandy, that's my gift to you. I'm going to freaking get those guys that initially freaking kidnapped you and then sent the ransom to John Padoker and Pat Craig, and we're going to solve this case once and freaking for all. Yeah, um, maybe we can just, you know, freaking leave it all alone. Just move, just freaking move, Pat. Just, you know, say, say all's well that freaking ends well and just freaking sweep it under the freaking rug. All's well that does freaking end well. You're freaking right about that. But the wheels are freaking in motion. So, geez louise, weakers, tweakers, thrill seekers, we got a great freaking show for you, full of freaking our week's news and discussions. Geez louise, down on my knees, if you want to call in and join the conversation, call 513-914-6201. That's the freaking our week hotline. Tell us what we're doing right, tell us what we're doing wrong. You might get put on blast, but you also might get a freaking prize or two. Without further freaking ado, our week's news and discussions starts freaking now. 
Last week, Prince William and Prince Harry agreed to split the remainder of the Diana Princess of Wales Memorial Fund, according to Harper's Bazaar. The fund, which was created after Diana's untimely death in 1997, will now be split between her two sons. Half of all proceeds will go to William's Royal Foundation, while the other half will go to Harry's Centibale nonprofit. Originally, the fund was established to continue the princess's humanitarian efforts, but it was eventually closed in 2012. A small amount of late donations still find their way into the now-defunct Princess of Wales Fund. Last year, the annual report showed 27,000 received dollars. After Harry's departure from the royal family, the brothers agreed to split the errant proceeds for the now-separated benefits. Harry's nonprofit, Sent to Bail, is an HIV-AIDS-focused organization dedicated to his freaking late mother. So, geez louise, down on my knees, these freaking two brothers are at it again, warring. The royal freaking family, Doug Jordan, break this down for us, please. Tell us what's going on. Uh, I mean, it was pretty obvious that there was a, a fund in honor of Princess Diana, and now they're splitting it up between friggin' Harry and the other one, uh, William. I always want to so, say Sally. When Harry yeah, met Harry, Sally. Well, his name is William. Uh, it's not Sally, uh, and half is going to him, and, and half is going to the other one. So, so what you just did was reset. You just retold the freaking story. Yeah. Without shedding any new light or any new freaking point of view, you just read. You just said what the story was. Yeah. But that's my take on it. Well, that's not a take. That's just you saying things that we that Taylor just said. Well, I was I was summarizing it. Doug Jordan, why don't you help us out here a little bit? What is the freaking royal foundation for? Is that just for freaking paying for the royals to live joblessly, expense-free in their high freaking tower in Buckingham Palace? I had a dream I was at Buckingham Palace recently, and they did not let me in. Those guards with their hilarious hats that stand stoic, unmoving. And I kept saying, please let me in. I flicking my finger in front of their face, snapping my finger in front of their eyes. It wouldn't blink. And then I fondled one of them to check to make sure they weren't a freaking statue painted like a person. Like at the wax museum and Jeez Louise down on my knees, they were real. Real as the freaking Dickens. And hard as the freaking, well, you freaking know. As the Dickens, yeah. I just freaking hate, I hate freaking British people so much. Yeah. And I've been very freaking vocal about this. Wiggers and Twiggers, they freaking know this. There's one thing in the world that I freaking hate, and it is freaking British people. Yeah. And when I think about freaking British people, I, I, I oftentimes imagine two freaking princes freaking bickering with one another yeah. in a freaking castle. Yeah. I almost think that this freaking fund of freaking Williams freaking Jeez Louise down on my knees, his freaking royal foundation is is just to take care of the freaking dentist freaking bills they must occur. Jeez Louise down on my knees. Doug Jordan, have you ever seen the teeth on an Englishman? I've seen Austin Powers. And I'm thinking... After you saying that, that maybe one of the brothers gets a freaking weight problem. Much like the best character from freaking Awesome Powers. Yep, you freaking guessed it, fat freaking bastard. And I'm going to tell you freaking right now, it's going to be freaking Harry. Because he's living in America, all the fast food you can eat. And God bless him. But the fast food will never satiate the freaking hunger that looms inside his belly. The only thing that can, yep, you freaking guessed it. The m- a m- or a baby, which is the running joke in that movie, Doug Jordan. Austin Powers 2, the spy who shagged me. Well, geez, Louise down on my knees. God bless these two, though. I mean, honestly. And what a way to celebrate your mother and her memory by doing something with AIDS and HIV. And went with your freaking sister's money, too. Yeah. Your, so your sister freaking dies, your mother freaking dies, and then you take her money and... And then put it in an AIDS nonprofit, and then dedicated to your mother. Yeah. And the, what about your sister? These freaking these. This is what I'm talking about with these freaking British people. Can't make a lick of sense out of them. Imagine them freaking sit, sit, lounging around all day in their freaking castle in nothing but freaking diapers and crowns. Diaper on their bottom and a freaking crown to top their freaking head, and the crowns are freaking too big. And they're and they do things like they freaking lounge around and freaking suck on their thumbs and bicker and I just. Uh, 
And then their servant comes in and he goes, Sire, it's time for freaking breakfast, sire. Yeah, and your freaking bath. And their freaking servant, who's who's got to be a freaking thousand years old, starts freaking sponging them down. In their freaking clawfoot tub. And they freaking go to the bathroom right in the freaking tub and they say, Servant, will you do us a, do us a favor and f- please freaking fish that out? And then as a joke, they make him freaking eat it. He fishes it out with one of those little fish tank strainers, Doug Jordan. And then they make him eat it. Doug, I'm, I'm looking at your face and it's looking gloss, it's just glossing over. Are you freaking following this? Uh, yeah, the some thousand-year-old servant spoons out the feces from the bathtub. And? And then he feeds it to him. No. To them. No? That the servant eats it? They make him. They make him eat it. Yeah. As a as a prank, they're mean to him. It's not a choice, Doug. You gotta forget about your grandpa. I'm telling you, it's 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 over. It's over. You gotta let that go. I can see it in your eyes, but he's he's gone. You need to let it go. When we bury the old bag of bones next week, you better bury your feelings with him, Doug, and be ready to do the show. Jeez Louise, we can't have this two weeks in a row. Last week, the country band formerly known as Lady Antebellum sued a seasoned blues singer over the use of the name Lady A, according to CBS News. After protests stemming from the police killing of George Floyd, the band, formerly known as Lady Antebellum, decided to remove the pre-Civil War slash pro-slavery connotations from their namesake. In June, the band bravely announced that they would be changing their name to Lady A. After the announcement, the band was notified that Seattle-based blues singer Anita White had been using the namesake Lady A for over 20 years. According to reports, White and the band initially came to an agreement over a Zoom meeting. According to White, the next day the band's legal team sent a draft of the agreement that was deeply dissatisfying to the musician. Quote, Their camp is trying to erase me, White told Newsday. Trust is important, and I no longer trust them. The band released a statement on their Twitter account claiming that White had demanded $10 million and therefore, quote, we have come to the conclusion that we need to ask a court to affirm our right to continue to use the name Lady A, a trademark we have held for many years. So, Doug, break this thing down for me. Tell me what's going on here. Uh, yeah, so this band changed their name because they had racist connotations to it. Turns out the name that they changed it to was already friggin' used uh, by a black blues woman singer. Uh, and now they're deciding to sue her because they don't want her to have the name and they want they would rather have the name themselves. And which is your favorite Lady Antebellum song, formerly Lady Antebellum? You know, I, I had heard their name on the radio before, but I, I couldn't tell you any of their freaking songs or what they sound like. Good Lord, Doug. What are we going to freaking do with you? Yeah. What's th- your favorite? Mine, song? What are your? I can't choose. I love, I love them all. Yeah, there's so many good ones out there that you would have to really put a gun to my head. And without that actually here in, in the freaking studio, I really can't decide. I mean, geez Louise, the, you know, the their first hit, is amazing. Their second hit is even better. And their, then their third, their biggest one is might be my. If I had like I, like he said, if I if I, someone came into a room and put a gun to my sudden and said you have to decide what which what is your favorite Lady Antebellum song, I might say the you know their biggest freaking hit. Yeah, it must it probably is their third and biggest hit. So, so the, the top three, I guess, if you want to go, if you want to choose, you could probably name the top three then if if you have. There's three hits that you I know wouldn't know of. how to freaking put them in there because the the top three I would never figure out which one's the number one, which one's the number two, and which one's the number three. So I wouldn't. I don't even want to go there. Yeah, and it's music, Doug. You know, it doesn't. You can't put words to into music because it's a sound. Yeah, he's right. I could probably sing it for you, but I I am not going to because this is because this is a talk show, not a freaking musical show. And he's bashful. And I'm bashful. And if you had your harmonica here, maybe I'd sing a quick tune, but you don't. So Jesus, he's down on my knees. And there might be a delay due to the satellite New York. So geez, we should just freaking move on. Lady Antebellum, Jesus, um, he's down on my knees. Shame on you. And Anita White, God bless you. And stay strong. Hope you get that 10 million. 
Last week, a Christian summer camp was shut down after 82 people, both kids and staff, tested positive for COVID-19, according to BuzzFeed News. The Kanakuk camp in Lampy, Missouri, was forced to shut down after more than 80 residents and staffers contracted the coronavirus. The infected children, who ranged from ages 13 to 18, had to return to their homes spanning 10 different states. According to the camp's website, Kanakuk K2 welcomes campers to a four-week retreat of, quote, over-the-top fun and activities, deep friendships, biblical discipline-ship, and focused sports training. So, these freaking kids had their summer camp freaking ruined. Just like my freaking summer camp was ruined. Because... Jeez Louise down on my knees, and I'm just going to a short brief telling of my freaking summer camp experience. When I got to summer camp, I was freaking 12 years old, and I was so freaking nervous because every it seems like everybody else has a freaking brother or sister, and I was all alone as an only freaking child. And I get to summer camp, and everybody knew each other. And I said, well, at least maybe I'll get to know my freaking bunk mates. And I got to my bunk, and I was the only one in it. And it was in the basement of another bunk. And they would lock the cellar door at night so that I couldn't come up above for air. And most of the time they would forget to unlock it came morn. And I would be down there. And when the kids decided they wanted to tease me, they would urinate on top of the cellar door, which would drip onto my bedsheets. And there I stayed for four to six weeks in this basement. Is that, in, in your mind, is that what ruined your summer cramp Your summer cramp for you? Well, the food was terrible. That was actually what it was. It was, just the, it was just the worst food ever. They would slide it to me through slats underneath the floor. God bless them for doing that, because otherwise I might, may have starved. But it was just unfreaking edible. I did have a lot of time to myself, though, so that was nice. Sandy the Sandman Farkas, when did you join summer camp? Uh, yeah, well, I... I I um uh, I, I I briefly I had one uh, brief experience with freaking summer camp. Uh, it was actually I was freaking twelve years old as well, and uh, yeah I was uh, I was I was I was I was pretty much uh, relentlessly uh, freaking teased for your height because you were a little man. Yeah, yeah, and you, and and then when they saw my dad come pick me up, did they say that is that your little brother? Uh, yeah, yeah. He said, "Is that?" They said, "Is that your baby brother?" And you said, "That's no, that's my father." I said, "That's my father." Well, geez, Louise, down on my knees. I mean, God bless you. It's it's hard to talk about. Doug Jordan, have you ever gone to summer camp, or have you ever sent your child, Doug Junior? Uh, yeah, I've been to summer camp, and I had a great time, and nobody ever really picked on me. Uh, all around was a good experience. Get to play outside all day with kids I went to, to camp with. What are you trying to do right now? We have one guy telling telling you that he was freaking teased at summer camp because of his freaking height, and then it's clear that freaking Taylor's experience was that those bunk mates locked him in a freaking basement, and the food was horrible. And I and I have a feeling that they weren't feeding him actual freaking food. It's horrible. And, and, then, and then here you are telling us that you had a freaking great time. Lucky, lucky you, Doug. Congratulations. Yeah. Was it a themed camp, Doug? Was it centered around some sort of activity or some sort of camp. learning model? It was, it was just camp themed, you know. We'd run around, we'd walk through the woods. Sometimes we'd go sailing. Sometimes we'd play, you know, games on, on the field. You ever do any bungee? No, but I guess they put in freaking bungee a couple years after I, I stopped going. Yeah, I was, a, I was a camp counselor at a bungee uh, freaking camp for a couple of years. Did they? Did you get the job because because you could use you the know, same bungee as the children because it was weight tested for a child, but you don't weigh that much. Um, because I'm sure if I used the same bungee cord, it would snap. snap. Yeah, but I would plummet to the earth like Doug Jordan's grandfather. Rest in pieces, peace. I mean, your experiences couldn't have been all that bad. Were Were there any good good days that you had at freaking summer camp? Either of you? Yeah, I had some good days. It wasn't all bad. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, some of it was some of it was freaking great. Yeah, it was great. Did you fall in we, love. Yeah, man, I, my wife fell in love as a freaking camp counselor at a freaking uh, bungee, a bungee freaking uh, camp with a 
With one of the kids or? With another freaking instructor. And what was her name? You spoke about her before to me. Uh, her name was Con- Connie. Yeah. Yeah. And then I met up with her a few years later and she ate, she ate, she ate a whole bunch of chicken bones. Yeah. Yeah. She, she wasn't great. She wasn't, my, my, my memory of her was uh, misleading me. Yeah. Yeah. And now she's soured in all of our minds. Did you ever fall in love at summer camp, Doug? No, but all my friends did. So I got to watch all them fall in love and, and, uh, and I just kind of wanted to hang out with everybody. And sometimes I'd be alone. So this is your freaking grandpa talking. I can hear it in your freaking voice. Yeah. That's him calling up from the grave to bother you. So you should have done it for me. You shouldn't have made me do it. Well, either way, last week, the convenience store giant 7-Eleven announced they will be canceling their annual free Slurpee Day on July 11th due to concerns about the coronavirus, according to the Associated Press. For nearly 20 years, 7-Eleven has been giving away the frozen slushy beverages on the company's namesake date. But due to the threat of COVID-19, the chain has decided to forego the yearly tradition. Quote, gathering 9 million of our closest friends in stores on one day just didn't feel right, said the brand's chief marketing officer, Marissa Jarrett. Instead, the Dallas-based chain will donate 1 million meals to Feeding America. For loyal shoppers with the 7-Eleven membership app, a free Slurpee can be redeemed anytime this month. Doug Jordan, break this down. Tell us about the freaking Slurpee. I know you know all about freaking snacks. Slurpees is sort of a snack. Talk to us, please. This will cheer yeah. you up. Uh, Slurpee, you know, it's cold, uh, refreshing. Don't explain what a freaking Slurpee is. Explain the first time you ever had one. Explain the, what it makes you feel when you when you slurp on it. Yeah, how you get. you get. The first time you saw Sanjay slurping on one. Well, the uh, first time I uh, actually ever had a Slurpee, but my uh, my grandfather took me into to a Seven Eleven. Uh, he said, "Get anything you want," and I I pointed at the machine swirling around with with all the colors, and and I was I was blown away. I didn't I didn't know what this thing was, and, and my grandfather said, "Is that it? That's what you want? That's it?" And I said, y- "Yes, please." Uh, so he grabbed me a cup and. And we went down the line, and and, uh, and and we filled it with with every every flavor. And then he put the lid on top of it, and we filled it with with more. And then I had the, uh, and then I had it, and it was uh, it was one of the best things I've ever had in my in my freaking life. I gotta tell you, when you were a kid, there could have only been two flavors. And by every flavor, you just mean blue and red, because. I don't think they introduced another other flavors until until much recently. I don't know the specifics of any of the of, of Slurpee flavors, but I yeah, I too am gonna call freaking bullshit on your story. Uh, it didn't seem real, and uh, it and it, it's just not freaking good radio. Well, it was real, and uh, the third flavor was brown. So there was blue, red, and there was brown. And you know what that was? Yeah, weakers and tweakers. God bless you, Doug Jordan, and your grandfather too. And he pulled a fast one on you, giving you that brown Slurpee. Yeah, but he, but he got a little brown Slurpee, too, and then he poured a little brown in it because he had to get him freaking drunk because he was hanging around with you all freaking day. Oh, well, geez always. Eating brown, drinking brown, and trying to brown out, drown out the freaking noise of his pestering grandson. Sometimes the show get, takes a turn, um, emotionally, weakers and tweakers. Sometimes a story about a summer camp about heartbreak. Sometimes we need to respect those stories, Doug Jordan. And what Sandy's trying to say is that he's hurting too and you're not the only one with your dead grandfather. We all have a dead grandfather. Sometimes it's called heartbreak. Sometimes it's called a little that lives in your house that's causing you grief and you gotta get him out. And sometimes it's actually a dead grandfather. So we all have dead grandfathers, Doug. God bless us, everyone. Last week, Johnny Depp admitted to calling ex-wife Amber Heard, quote, Amber Turd, after she allegedly pooped in the actor's bed, according to Page Six. During a defamation suit in British courts, Depp revealed that he laughed upon learning that Heard had allegedly pooped in his bed as a prank and then proceeded to refer to her as, quote, Amber Turd after the incident. 
Quote, it was one of the most absurd, unexpected statements that I have ever witnessed in my life. So yes, initially, I did laugh because it was so strange, Depp said during a cross-examination at his libel trial against the Sun. Although it has been suggested that Boo, one of the couple's Yorkshire Terriers, had made the mess, Depp insisted that the dogs are, quote, very well trained. Sandy, the same man, Farkas, please help me with this one. Uh, what you have here is Regan Johnny Depp, uh, known for his Regan um, pirate, uh, for his pirate movie. Uh, he uh, is married to a woman uh, uh, about freaking 20, 20 or 30 years his freaking junior. Yeah. Uh, they are making freaking love. Uh, one minute they're freaking making freaking love. Uh, everything is freaking great. Next minute they freaking hate each other and freaking and Amber Turd is freaking pooping in his bed. And blame, blame, trying to blame it on the freaking dog. Now, is it possible? I am not a big drinker. Weakers tweakers know this. But is it possible to drink so much alcohol that you poop yourself? And, it, and how likely is that? It's 100% freaking likely. Uh, uh, and and, 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 it, and it can happen at any freaking moment. Uh, and it happened to me um, a couple weeks back in freaking Doug's living room. And I, too, blamed it on the freaking dog. Because we got two dogs living around there. So I said, I, he said, which dog did it? And I said, take your freaking pick, Doug. And both of them, jeez. Yeah, both of them. It wasn't me. One atop the other. So, you, so it was you the whole time? After I said, just tell me if it was you. And you said, no, no, it, it was the dogs, I swear. I said, which dog was it? My dog or your dog? And he said, and you said, yours. And then I had to freaking put the dog outside all night. So you were the one that, that pooped yourself. Well, I couldn't tell you it was me because you told me I wasn't allowed in the house. Yeah, but that means you mu- is. I have nothing else to say. The funniest freaking thing about this story, though, is that Amber Heard called it a prank. And now with Sandy's explanation, it seems that it's coming to light that it was no prank. That she hid it under the guise of a prank, but what it actually was, was an accidental pooping of the freaking bed due to alcohol consumption. Uh, yeah, I would have to say that that sounds uh, freaking... It, it, it seems pretty implausible. It could be a... Uh, an accidental uh, freaking, uh, alcohol-induced uh, freaking pooping of the bed. Or, you know, um, who, who's to say? Maybe it was a freaking prank. And maybe, maybe who knows, maybe uh, subconsciously, I was freaking pranking Doug Jordan by pooping on his living room floor. Well, that's definitely a prank, 100%. He was just doing it to make you feel better about your dead grandpa. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. I mean, and it was a few days before your grandpa died, but, uh, yeah, I was doing it to make you freaking feel better about your yeah. grandpa. I mean, who didn't see that yeah, coming? everybody knew it was coming. In. It seemed like everybody knew it was freaking coming except for you. Yeah, but then I had to clean it up, so I don't know how that would make me feel better. That was the best part of the freaking prank. Takes your mind off it, Doug. Jeez Louise. Last week, after being reported missing for over seven hours, Seoul Mayor Park Won Soon was found dead on a mountainside within the capital city, according to CNN. The 64-year-old mayor, who was considered the second most powerful political figure in South Korea, was found on Bukok Mountain in Seoul's Sangbuk-gu neighborhood, which is near his official residence in Jongno-gu. Though no official cause of death has been identified, local authorities have ruled out foul play. According to the report, the mayor's belongings were discovered nearby. No suicide note was found. So what we have here is a dead mayor and a whodunit in the capital city of South Korea. And could it be the big fat man from North Korea, name of freaking Kim Jong-un, come down there to collect his freaking revenge? His hair all a-flapping in his face, his blubber bumping about and jiggling as he chases down the poor mayor and... Maybe fig- figures out how to kill him in some sort of silent way, silent but deadly, Doug Jordan. Well, I mean, the the article says that they ruled out foul play, so I don't think so. He, he probably just died, you know, got old, maybe had a heart attack or something, just, just died. This is your grandfather talking, I'm telling you. Not every story is about your freaking grandfather. This is just a, this is just a story of, of a lonely mayor in freaking Xiongbuk-gu, and if I'm being honest with you, I know it says they didn't find a suicide, but this has got freaking suicide written all over it. This guy freaking offed himself. I know it. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's why, what I was thinking. Why else would you go to Regan Seongbuk Goo when you've got a perfectly good residence in Jongo Goo? And everybody knows that the Bukok Mountain is a very freaking deadly freaking mountain, and it is enchanted as well, and very and filled with spirits. So you don't walk in there nilly-willy with your freaking life in hand if you're planning on walking out Doug Jordan. Unless you're planning on becoming one of the walking dead in there. And it is filled with that. The Bukuk Mountain. It's one of the most freaking spiritual freaking mountains. Yeah. On on freaking earth. Are you telling me you've never heard the tale of the Bukuk Mountain, Doug Jordan? No, I would love to hear it. And how it is haunted by the freaking Nemnubzi people who once lived there long ago and then mysteriously vanished one day. And they wore the most ridiculous-looking hats, Doug Jordan. These hats were kind of like a chef's hat, except they bulbed out at the sides, maybe a foot on each side. And the middle had a pin on it, and, and the sides would flop down like a malformed freaking pumpkin around their faces, often covering their freaking eyes so that they couldn't see where they were going. But they knew these woods on the Bukok Mountain so well. And and, and they said that the, oftentimes the spirits would freaking guide them. Because they're, cause as you, and Doug, you probably know this, they're freaking, they're good and freaking evil spirits on the, on the at the base of Bukok Mountain. And if you can make it all the way to the top, you you join the freaking ranks of the of the spirit people. Have you ever heard of the Lord Goontrag, Doug Jordan? I I can't say that I'm familiar with the Lord uh, Goontrag. Can you tell me was he a part of the? Well, he lived the at people? the top of the mountain for most of his life, and he lived about 700 years. And Jeez Louise down on my knees. If that's who freaking Park Park Wan Soon was looking for, well then he then he was lucky that he died quick as quickly as he did. Because if Lauren Guntrag gets you, Jeez Louise, he will not he will be merciless. They say See, they say he could pull he could pull your eyes out with his own eyes. Through little wires that would come out of the the sides of his eyes like tears, but they would shoot forth. And they'd always go for another's eyes. Because he didn't, because his eyes weren't very good, and so he's always looking to replace. He's always them. looking for new eyes. Yeah, that's the man. That's his legend. Is that he's all. He's, sometimes you can hear him. You can hear him if you listen closely. If you're hanging around by his young buck goo, uh, you can hear. You can hear. You can hear Lord Guntrag howling into the night. I, you know, I, I need new eyes. I need. I'm looking for new eyes. It's in. It's in Korean. Yeah, of course, it doesn't sound like that. Doug, no further questions. Last week, the Washington Redskins officially decided to retire the team's name after years of using a racist slur as the team's moniker, according to ABC7. Reporter for the NFL Charles Robinson first broke the news on ESPN Radio's Dallas-Fort Worth station. In early July, FedEx, who is the title sponsor of the team's stadium, asked the team to rename the franchise, and soon after, Nike and Pepsi followed suit. The team released a statement saying they are officially, quote, retiring the team's name and logo. It remains unclear when the team will announce a new name. So, geez louise down on my knees, what I wanted to do here is a roundtable freaking panel dreamscape discussing where we figure out a freaking name that would be better than the freaking name that they were currently using. Although it's now retired, so now they're just the Washington football team in the NFL. Doug Jordan, do you have an idea? And don't say the grandfathers or whatever you're going to say. Washington yeah, grandfathers. Well, I mean, that, why don't they just pick an animal? Just pick an animal and go with, go with that. Like the. What was your grandfather's favorite animal? Well, you, you told me not to bring up my grandfather. What is his favorite animal, though? Yeah, and then don't bring him up again. The rhinos. Well, that's no good, and that's not going to work. Yeah, there aren't there aren't rhinos in Washington, Doug. It just wouldn't make any sense. I know you're trying to honor your grandfather, but that would be that was a terrible suggestion. Yeah, 
I mean, does the the animal have to be in? I mean, I'm sure there's a rhino at the zoo in Washington somewhere. Do you think that your that your grandfather would have would have preferred to have been trampled to death by a rhino rather than wither away until he had to off himself because you wouldn't freaking pull the plug? You imagine what was going through his mind when he decided that it was time after all of these years, 100, 150 years or however old he was, that he said, today is the day. I, I've done 150 years, but I can't do it. I wish a rhino had trampled me, but my grandson wouldn't buy me one or even visit me with one from the zoo. He wouldn't take me to the zoo to put me in the cage with the rhino and let it spear me with its giant tusk. I mean, he just liked rhinos. I don't think he wanted to be killed by one. It's every it's every man's wish to be killed by the animal you love most. Yeah. And for your grandfather, so you say, it was freaking rhinos. Unless you were making making that up, which I wouldn't freaking put it past you, Doug. No, he, I mean, he loved rhinos. What, what else do you want me to say? My favorite animal is a cat. And someday... When I'm freaking ready, I hope I am taken out by a freaking herd of freaking wild cats. But they're all house cats. They're just feral. And they come after me one at a time, tearing me limb from limb with their tiny claws and their sharp little teeth. And as I am going, I hear them start begin to purr as they feast on my own flesh. So I don't know what to call this freaking team, Washington. Um, there's a lot of politicians in D.C., Maybe they could name it after one of them. Maybe they could name it after Anthony freaking Wiener. The Washington Wiener. See, that even freaking rhymes. And he was the one who sent pictures of his freaking Dangly Johnson, if you know what I freaking mean. Wiener's Wiener, he called it. Yeah. Have a look at Wiener's Wiener. What do you think, Doug? Have we got a consensus? Well, I mean, I don't think they would call it the Wieners, but... You know, maybe it, I could see a hot dog. You know, with a, little, a couple a pair of eyes, maybe a hand, two hands, and a and feet. And he's got a cane, maybe, or maybe some sort of a monocle. You're describing Mr. Peanut with a hot dog body. Yeah, a lot like Mr. Peanut with a hot dog body. That could work. Yeah, it's a, honestly, I'm, I'm getting the image, and I like it. Yeah, and then you probably saw a lot more wieners at the freaking game. So, uh, circle gets the square, Doug Jordan. Last week, Japanese theme parks began asking ride-goers to, quote, scream inside your heart to avoid spreading the coronavirus, according to Fox 6 Now. As theme parks in Japan reopen, amusement park operator Fuji Q Highland has requested a ban on screaming. The company released a video showing two executives riding a roller coaster with stoic, unflinching expressions. The caption at the end of the video translates to, quote, Please scream inside your heart. Along with being asked to refrain from, quote, shouting or screaming, the operators have also mandated the guests wear masks while inside the park. So, Doug, I feel like this is what you've been doing the entire show. You've been sitting there quiet, quietly screaming inside of your freaking heart. And if you were, if we were to lift that ban, maybe you could give us a sample of what it sounds like for listeners, weakers, tweakers, thrill seekers, and freaking mayotards that are dealing with the grief, the heaviness, the sadness. Open your lungs up. The ban is lifted. Scream. I mean, I don't really want to scream. It's time to let the scream leave your freaking heart and enter the freaking world. And the Uyghurs and Tweakers and, and, and even the Mayotards are listening and, and waiting to hear your scream. There is a catharsis, Doug, that comes with letting out what's inside. And you have been bottled up like a man who has eaten too much and has also plugged his rear end with some sort of sex device. And it is stuck inside there, and I'm asking you, let it out and let the whale that is inside you swim free. You don't have to scream inside your heart anymore, Doug. The world is listening. The Japanese are listening, Doug. This is what this is for. You are here safely via satellite New York. 
scream so loud that your dead grandfather can hear it in heaven. Or, or yeah. yeah. I just, uh, I don't, I don't really want to scream. Missed opportunity, Doug. Yeah. That could have been great radio, to tell you the truth. But God bless you. I know you're going through something, and geez Louise, down on my knees. We all support you and love you and send you our great deepest sympathies. And we will be there to stand with you underneath your grandfather's old bones in that casket as we drag him one by one to his hole in the earth and lay him into his final resting place and then cover him with dirt. And I'm not even going to begin to tell you what happens after that because of worms and the bugs down there. Jeez Louise, down on my knees. I told you I spent a night in a hole one time. You should have seen the freaking creepy crawlers that were down there. I've had nightmares about it, being buried alive sometimes. Weakers, tweakers, thrill seekers, this has been another great freaking hilarious freaking episode. My name is freaking Taylor the freaking Sandman Lofton, and with me as always is freaking Sandy the Sandman Farkas. To my left and Doug Jordan, R.I.P. his freaking grandfather coming from freaking, uh, freaking in his own freaking house. So geez Louise, weakers, tweakers, thrill seekers, thank you so much for listening. We love you so very freaking much, and we'll see you freaking next week. Is there going to be some sort of after the funeral gathering? Maybe a reception as one would generally seem to have. And if so, what will we be serving? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll, it's going to be in my backyard and I'm going to be doing barbecue. Sounds great. Yeah. And I know that people often, when they get emotional, maybe to break that ice barrier, they bring a few bottles of brown and maybe some eggs and maybe Tadia comes down you know where 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 is uh where is where's freaking where is Tadia I have absolutely no idea I tried to get a freaking hold of him last I knew he was basically running a house of prostitution as a freaking pimp so heavy lies the crown as they say and Doug Jordan knows best but Tadia actually might know even better because God bless him. I think they are out to get him for revenge. So, Tadia, if you are listening, please call 513-914-6201. That's what I would have said if we were still on the air. Yeah, he might win a freaking prize or two. And he might also be dead. Just like someone else that was close to someone in this room. Talking about your grandfather, Doug Jordan. Yeah, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. He's dead. Now that we're off the air, give us that scream, please. I don't, I don't want to scream. I'm just freaking sad. Please, just give us the scream. One scream. Ah. Uh...